You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the, believe it or not, it is the 19th of August, 2021. And and uh, Dave, as an SEO, I got to tell you, I am so heartened that one of my uh, predictions came true. Summer is truly almost over. In fact, um, you're not here next week. And so the next time you talk to our audience is going to be like September, for God's sake. No, I know. And I, I mean, it's so... Yeah, I guess you know what it, it's as good a time as any because I I, I won't uh, I won't be able to do it in the last uh, sort of week of unofficial summer. Like I know technically summer ends and like you know towards the end of September, but um, it is time, folks, to start getting ready for the holidays, twenty twenty two. It is time to just get that going and, and get your campaign started. And yeah, and I, remember, it's not Christmas that's your target. It's Black Friday, the, the uh, yeah. day after uh, uh, American Thanksgiving. Um, that's the uh, the real real moving target here. Um, the fixed date moving target. Um, if you don't have a presence online a couple weeks before Black Friday, you're kind of lost. Eh? Oh, a- absolutely. And I am just so thankful. Um, that the kickoff is and the, and the Black Friday starts after American Thanksgiving as opposed to Canadian Thanksgiving, because I don't know if I could deal with two weeks or two months rather of like the, the chaos it is, because, of course, ours is, is about a month earlier than that. Uh, well, indeed, uh, Canadians, Canadians tend to celebrate Thanksgiving at a um, sensible time, like when it's warm out, um, <laughs> as opposed to Americans who celebrate it like, well, you know what? We live a little further north than I was going to say. Do, in their uh, defense, most of them are are just naturally much warmer than us. <laughs> anyway, uh, mid-November, have your ducks in a row, or um, you're eating pigeon, not duck. Um, it's been a uh, 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 action-packed summer on the search engine optimization front. Uh, I don't know how many SEOs themselves have had action-packed summers. Most of us have been sitting on our desk dealing with um, content, authorship, core updates, uh, any little inch we can get to uh, uh, move our move our move our clients' interests forward. Um, core web core web values, anyone? Um, so there was a couple core updates that happened. The the bookend core updates uh, beginning of June, um, beginning of July, and. Um, Oh, sorry, beginning of June, beginning of July, beginning of August. So a question is, how do you know if you're actually recovering? If you've done the right things, you've taken the right steps, if you're on the right track to recovering from a core update. How, Jim? Well, <laughs> if you want to know, you might you might check out um, Search Engine Roundtable because, of course, um, our hero, Barry, Barry Schwartz, has got you covered. Um, John Mueller answered this in a uh, in a hangout um, a couple of days ago and 
before we uh, go forward, I want to I want to I want to stress that just because we're suggesting using these metrics, or just because John Mueller suggests using these metrics, okay. doesn't mean Google actually uses them to rank websites. It'll just give you an indication if you're doing the right thing by your users. So, first off, it's really hard to know if you've taken the right steps to recover from a core update until you actually see the recovery in Google Analytics or reflected mm -hmm. in Google Search Console. Yeah. Um, but John mentions a couple things um, that he calls, in quotes, proxy metrics. So these are metrics that are standing in for the stuff that Google would, for the plethora of stuff Google would be looking at and mixing together to figure out how your site should be ranking against other, other sites or other pages. Mm -hmm. And again, I want to stress before, before we say these, doesn't mean that these are actually part of factors in the, in the algorithm itself. It's just something you could look at as a webmaster to say, yeah, people are appreciating this. One of them is time on site. Are your users spending more time on your pages or on your website as a whole? Are they getting more out of it? Is it more useful to them? Um, does Google, does, I shouldn't say does Google see, but do the users see that it's better for them to be on page, on your page than on somebody else's similar pages? Google will um, look at a number of other factors, but if the generally, if the users are looking at Google probably will too. So Google uses analytics as a signal. That's what I heard. <laughs> now I'm trying to like purposely be a jerk. Um, no, I, I, I understand. Like, of course, I understand what he's getting at there, right? Like their algorithm is built to try and cater to the user. If you're catering to the user better, chances are their algorithm will, will figure that out. If, um, if you see more conversions in the first week after you do work on the website, you will might well see an increase in rankings in the second week. And you know what? Even if you didn't, well, darn it, you just wasted all that time for more conversions. Well, there you go, right? <laughs> I mean, and again, again, Mueller harkens to the uh, bottom line that Google's been saying over and over and over again. Build good websites that have um, good content that are relatively easy for users to use, especially on smaller screens. Mm-hmm. And you know, if the content checks out with the with the queries that users are using to get to the content, then you'll probably you'll probably do just fine. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there you go. If you need to uh, to recover from a, 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 a core update, um, proxy metrics. Um, one I forgot to mention: you've probably gone and removed a whole bunch of less than useful content. Because that content's gone, you're going to see an overall drop in Search Console for a very short period as it right. tries to reckon, you know, the, the, the new structure it sees in front of it and how to deal with the loss of the incidental traffic that that crappy content was bringing. Mm -hmm. But you'll see the bump up again after that. Right. But the incidental metric is you saw movement for your action. So anyway, it's, like, it's cool stuff, and it's interesting to, to know um, – or to think about ways that you can look at stuff that Google might be looking at stuff. Right. Right. Well, and that's, I guess all we can do. And we all like, how often do we have, I like the use. I've never used the term proxy metric, but I'm like, Oh, that's a good one. I'm, I'm going to reuse that because we have a lot of those. Don't we? Like I know when like we've reevaluate or restructured an entire website URL and it's like, okay, well like out of the gate, I'm looking at like crawl data as a, in this case, I'd never used it that way, but as a proxy metric for Google starting to figure it out, <laughs> like they're starting yeah. to figure out that they need to re like relearn the structure of, of a website or, or whatnot. So, um, a, I've learned a new term to use. I like it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's solid by, although let's be honest, if you're one of those people who got hit during a core update, there's going to be something kind of unsatisfying about that answer. Like that. It's not like <laughs> a, like just solid, like, look at this and you will see X. Right, right from Google, you're having to use this like, yes, it's Google Analytics, but you're having to use sort of a metric that we know, or at least we know they keep telling us they don't use as a direct signal. Wouldn't it be nice if I just had something, something real that let me know um, that is a signal. Um, 
you know, to, to let it out. I, I, I don't blame them for not having it. I'm just saying it'd be a little unsatisfying if I was one of those people who had been hit. Look, if, if you've been hit and you've, um, and you're seriously, if you've lost or continuing to lose traffic, um, you know, but we had, the, I had this really interesting conversation with another SEO on, on Facebook the other day about um, how awful it is to be the bearer of bad news. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't build the website. You didn't do the settings in, uh, in the uh, e-com uh, platform incorrectly. That wasn't you. That was somebody else. But you're the one who found all this stuff. And you got to go to a website owner who just spent a boatload of money to get in trouble to tell them they have to spend a boatload of money to get out of trouble. Right. Um, you got to burn the site to the ground and rebuild. You've got to uh, change your entire navigation structure. You've got to whatever it is, right? And this is going to take like time and fortune. And you're the bearer of bad news, but often that's the case. It's gotten a lot more complicated. There's no magic bullet solution. And everyone out there is looking for the, the magic werewolf killing silver bullet. It ain't there. It's simply not there. You just got to keep plugging away at doing hard, good work. Right. Well, and, and realistically, looking at the world around you, somebody just did that. And that's why they're winning. <laughs> that's why they're there. Somebody's put in that work. You need to do what they did. 10% more. And then you can be them, too. Uh, although, to your uh, like, I think what you were alluding to is you're actually going to have to do more than 10% of what they've done. Because now you actually have to undo a bunch of stuff, then you can start doing what they did. Well, again, every website is different. It every is. website's needs are going to be different. Um, your competition may have done ABC, and you might have to do XYZ. But, you know, um, the one common denominator that both of you got to put in is it's it's hard work. It's This is... Um, the web has, I guess, become so much part of our normal lives that everybody works hard in this environment now. There's no easy ride anymore. Right, right. No, very true. Very, and very after true. you've done all this hard work, after you've laboriously studied the queries that are bringing things to the site, you've written the, 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 the meta description to be the most enticing marketing sentence ever written, and you've gone and worked on your title tags. <laughs> and, and I assure you, if you're a good SEO, you put good hard work into them. And then you look, and, 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 and you, don't need, you, don't, you don't just write your title tags to be enticing to Google. You write your title tags to be enticing to the user who's using them because you don't just want the impression, you want the click too. And Google goes and rewrites the whole damn thing. <laughs> it's maddening. Yeah. That's been happening a little bit more frequently, um, but did were you surprised when you saw the stories appearing? I think they started appearing like uh, last Monday about Google drawing from H1s to rephrase title tags. And didn't you think to yourself, my God, they've been doing this all along? I, I did. Um, and, and also that part of me going, never like they've been doing it with description tags too. Like mm -hmm. just going, no, we think this is better. And we're putting that in there. It drives me nuts when they do that. Um, but they do. Um, and the problem is they're not great at it. So I think that's the, the actual complaint. Now, I guess I'm lucky in most, not exclusively, but in, in many of these cases, I have a, a tendency and it, it's worked out when I, I've looked at it, but I'm sure some, you know, some mileage may vary because every site's a little bit different. Um, I tend to use very, very similar title tags and heading tags. Um, and the reason I found, or, or the, the principle or hypothesis I have as to why it works, and it's, it's unscientific, I went, well, I tested it and it, it works, but I, I haven't <laughs> tested why, um, is a user's clicked a specific thing that clearly appealed to them. If I make mm -hmm. that the first thing they see in great big bold letters, they were comfortable with it here. And I'm reminding them that that's the thing that they came to my site to read, right? Like it just, to me, that, that mentality works. I did do some analytics on like different ones. It did work across like a few dozen. And so I was like, okay, well, that'll, that'll work across a, a few different types of sites. Um, at worst, it's, it's not going to hurt. Um, so I really a big impact for most of our sites. Some it is, but for most of ours, um, but at the same time, I just, it just bothers me. And I'm sure it bothers a lot of other people. And it's like, no, this is what I said. Yep. Like, this well, is this is my site. 
if I, in previous uh, weeks, <laughs> up until this week, I'd have said with absolute certainty, Google does this based on the query that the search user enters. And um, Google, just like us, is trying to maximize user clicks and user value. Right. So it'll rephrase your tags based on what it thinks the user's wanting. Um, drawing the uh, tag from, in my experience, it can draw it from the H1, mm -hmm. but can also draw your title tag from uh, snippets, finds, and body content. I've seen it do that many times before. Um, I don't think it's fair pool either. We write these, we put this in our code, we say specifically we want our site to look like this. But users or, or webmasters got to remember um, what we see in search engine result pages is not necessarily the same as what everybody else sees in search engine result pages. So try, I mean, just try typing in your you, the URL you're looking for itself and see what kind of title tag comes up in that instance. Then start typing in queries that you know you're going to get a uh, first place or first page uh, 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 placement on. And based on your query, see how Google mucks around with, 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 with your title tags. Indeed. And one of the things that I think is worth noting, for the, like the timing is interesting, and I also just think it in and of itself is, is an interesting idea, is what uh, Marie Haynes um, had brought up. And I think it's, it's an important point that we need to consider and where we've actually talked about this function, potential function on the show previously is she had asked, could this be a form of passage-based ranking? That's where, if they're ranking the page, I, I think you should leave the title. This is my personal opinion. It's Google. Am I going to like go, well, I'm blocking Googlebot. No, I'm not. So they win either way. So they're going to do what they want. But I can see a great value in this if they're going, actually, the part that we're ranking is halfway down the page. And we're going to grab that H1. We're going to make that the title because that's actually more relevant to that specific subsection. And we're actually going to like drop them like they do with featured snippets right to that spot. So naturally the first thing that hits me is God damn it. How many H ones do you want to put on that page there? Like um, every new subtopic has to have an H one suddenly um, for what it's worth. Google will grab. Um, I, I think Google will grab from an H two if it's applicable to the content yeah. that it's it's displaying. Um, That's what I suspect as well. Yeah, is that they'll they'll grab what they think is relevant. So Danny Sullivan was asked about uh, was asked about this. I think uh, again, I think uh, either Barry Schwartz or um, Glenn Gabe asked him directly, "Is this passage ranking?" And uh, Danny said, "No, it's it's, it's yeah. not." Um, now that doesn't mean that. Um, I'm not saying Danny's lying because he's not, but it doesn't mean that he's entirely answering the question exactly right either. Right. Right. Because it could be no, where this feature doesn't, but we're adding this feature in preparation for a bigger push into passage ranking. And it yep. will need that to piggyback off of. Right. But it's not direct. But yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't blame. I have and regular listeners will know, like I've broken Google enough over the years, like not recently, but I broke Google enough and there's still SEOs to do. And, you know, we all remember the green bar and the abuse they got. I don't blame them for not being fully honest with us. Mm -hmm. Something like this, like if it was to lead to passage ranking, I, I, I would I would suspect that if Danny knew it, he would tell us, but like it's a complicated system. He might even be saying no, but that's to the best of his knowledge. And he probably knows that it's not part of a passage ranking algorithm, but he may not necessarily know whether it's a precursor to it, right? Like it, this is a big, big machine going on here. Danny doesn't know everything that, that goes on. So he could even be being honest and, and, well, and potentially misleading, even while not trying to be potentially misleading. And also, I mean, you know, you know, the laws of working in really large organizations say there is a division of your organization testing something they expect to do a couple of years from now. Meanwhile, you're living back in 2018 somewhere. Right. That right. happens. The, the, the right arm of the office does not always know what the left arm is doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we should take a break. But before we before we jump to it, there's another story that just dovetails right in here. And uh, that was something that, that um, again, we're going to have to mention that John Mueller, another John Mueller um, reply. This was, uh, in fact, to uh, Lily Ray um, talking about uh, pulling um, different topics off of the page, 
passage indexing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and Lily's, uh, Lily's specialty, um, eat. And uh, to convey, how, would you, how, to, how to say this? She was looking at um, results for um, a really innocuous term, like bar stools. And she noted that uh, some uh, 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 results were transitional, commercial results, and some were more descriptional. And they were both being pulled into the SERPs mm -hmm. um, based on the same sort of queries. So, you know, she gets thinking, well, if, if people if people are making the same, relatively the same query, but pulling these two different types of information as an SEO, I sense a loss of control here. Um, so the response, long and short of it, the response uh, John gives her and her extrapolation from it is on any given page, right, for as to cover as many searchers' needs as possible. Remembering that some people want to buy stuff and some people just want to know stuff. Yeah, it's it's really, really like to me anyway, this is um like fortuitous timing. I was just like so thankful. I'm like, oh, this is amazing that I have this shot because I'm actually discussing how to how to do that mathematically using Excel sheets and a and a Google Colab that I'm I'm developing right now at the outranking. Uh, virtual conference in early September. It's like, oh, okay, this this just like worked perfectly well. And thank you, John, for providing me screen one <laughs> um, to talk about how important this is. But it absolutely makes sense, right? And, and I, I I think like I've used this. I had a client who who had needed some some to expand their content. So we built these very robust pages on their um, on individual towns and in, in the area that they they cover getting very in depth and looking at what are all the questions that you could be asking about this town what are all the formats that i'm seeing in mm -hmm. google search result okay let's compile that into one place um and we're getting some very interesting rankings unfortunately temporarily and we'll see how this plays out it's actually ranking better than some of the more specific pages we have on like activities for that town and it's actually just dominating because google's i suspect looking and going but if you're interested in activities, you might also be interested in like the history. You might also be interested in where the nearest beach is. And so here you go. And we're like, yeah, but our like rentals are over here. <laughs> I think let's get people where we want them. Um, but if you've got to have a problem, have, you know, two pages rank instead of one is, is a good problem to have. Um, but it, it absolutely makes sense that Google's trying to satisfy their searcher intent, especially when you have ambiguous queries like, a town name. There's a variety of different things you could possibly want to know. If I'm just looking up New York City, there could be a variety of things. If I'm looking it up, chances are I'm going there, but I might start with just like a top level thing. But what I want to know is what are all the shows going on? What great restaurants are there? Like what? So if Google can see a page and a site that's going like whatever Dave wants, whatever it might be, he can, it's sure either answered on this page or they can get there really easily from that page. Absolutely, it makes sense that 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 would be factored in and 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 help. Uh, now, one what, what, uh, Lily extrap Lily Ray extrapolated and, and quite correctly that this is especially true of e-commerce pages. These e-commerce pages where, like you know, you get like say a chain a chain of stores and they all got the same like breathless all caps content. Um, <laughs> that's going to kill you. It's going to kill all of you. Only one of the chains is going to be filled with that. But you know, if you develop your own stuff. And be really descriptive. Um, you again, you're trying to attract people to your ecom pages. Ultimately, you're trying to attract converting people to your ecom pages. But the only way you're going to get a converting uh, visitor is to get the visitor in the first place. Indeed. Well, and something to remember, like a, a good litmus test that, that I found, and I, I use them as an example periodically. Um, is Amazon is a great example. Now, I just for my own personal reasons, try to not shop at Amazon as much as I can. Mm -hmm. But I was just looking up some new e scooters. I was like, okay, I might might upgrade. Where did I start my journey? I started it on Amazon. Now I'll find what I want there because their pages have everything I want. They have some fantastic reviews. It basically one page answers everything I want. Now I can go and, and try and find can I source this at a similar or, or cheaper price virtually anywhere else that might actually hire somebody to like do a better job. But, uh, but that's uh, not to get, get political on that one, but that's, that's my process. 
But why does Amazon rank really well? For the exact same reason. I mean, okay, they got good link weight as well, but they're providing that content that I'm going to, as my placeholder, ideal content answer every question I could have on a product. So, and therefore, yes. they're probably the best result to give you. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it sort of, if you can do that, then chances are it may take a lot of work. It may take time. Like we're two weeks in and we're still ranking like with a growing number of queries, but some odd ones and they compete against each other. But we can see like the solid, like the bigger, more generic phrases rising behind them. Um, and yeah, once you can sort of like set that groundwork, um, you, yeah. you, 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 then, then like you hit an Amazon scenario where it's like, yeah, we want this too. And then you do, <laughs> like, then you have that term too. The real question that uh, long-term listeners to uh, WMR and, 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 and uh, our, our sister stations uh, uh, need to ask themselves is, can this be done in a 30 second audio commercial? Can you answer every possible question that the user or the listener might have about the product being advertised? Luckily, here on Webcology, we're all about experiential learning, and we're going to give you the chance to find out right now, because we have to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beeswalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedgeman, and always media. You are listening to Webcology recorded live to podcast on the 19th of August, 2021, and we're back after these messages. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 19th of August, 2021. Jim Hedger and Joey Davies with Dave Davies, Talk Internet Marketing, and that was a really fun conversation that I really didn't want to break the commercial. And so we went way over, so we're going to have to power through the rest of the stuff. <laughs> Okay, if you expected a, a spam update to be finished, like, say, I don't know, a long time ago, you might be surprised to learn that the more you ask, the longer it takes to run. That's according to Danny Sullivan, who uh, got really, 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 really uh, sick of Barry saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Every couple of days. We don't know when it's going to be done, but it's still rolling out. Um, if you are a spamster, quaking in your boots um you have to set it out for a couple more weeks i don't know what to tell you uh yeah it's it's an interesting one i suspect um like we know like the the, the machines more and more and more are are taking taking things over i suspect we are going to hit a scenario in the very near future where they will then be able to calculate their own experiments, create their own weights and start making their own adjustments um, as we go along going, oh, okay, we, 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 we got fed by the engineers, this set of features, titles, anchors, this, 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 this. We happen to notice that there's this new feature, this, this new thing that is on new signal that we could perhaps draw from this new entity that exists on all pages or function that exists on pages. Why don't we test that out ourselves and, and, and start to, to figure that out? What I mean by that is, once we hit that point, I suspect that the answer will be never, right? Like, okay, we, we've, we've wound this thing up. We've got it. It's baseline, but this thing's going to update itself indefinitely. Um, and, and I think that's, I, I don't think we've got long left in that updates over. Um, I suspect it's going to be a maybe core updates. Yeah. We updated like the mechanics of what's going on under the hood, but I, I, I suspect that with like spam updates or link updates, it's going to be, no, they just, we don't even know when they change anymore. The machines are doing that for us now. And we just make sure crap doesn't go sideways. Well, do you remember, remember back in the days when the, the, the Google dance, when they actually had to run an update cycle on the entire like index, right? Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, it was 
probably 2007, maybe 2008, that we went to the state of, I don't know what I call it, Everflux, where the um, the index is just constantly always updating itself. Mm -hmm. There's never any major update cycle unless there's a specific algorithm update that, that gets injected into the flow of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen with with the spam update. But we, you know, what I think happened. You ever, you know, you know, when you like, you take an initial pass at a website, and you're like, yeah, I'll probably get that covered in three, maybe four <laughs> days worth of work. And you know, you just get you block out like three weeks worth of time for the entire project, and then you start get into it, and you start noticing what a hole you've walked into. Yeah, and it just gets deeper and deeper, and deeper the more you look. I bet you that's what happened with Google. They started. Um, they uncover one method, another method, another method, and then they're like, oh my goodness, you can do this? Ha! Well, we got to get that too. Um, that, that's my guess. Yeah, we, we've all hit that. It's funny, I, I, I have a poor, unfortunate developer I chat with uh, every uh, every Thursday in the, in the morning. Uh, and I, I hit that with them a lot. Like, I'm, I'm like, I've ransacked their site. I'm giving him his, his task lists, um, like, well, sort of like discussing them and, and going over what can be done feasibly in the next week or two and, and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, every time I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in and look at this issue. I'm, I'm going to like try and figure that out. Site maps was the one I was looking into yesterday for them. I'm like, oh, okay, let's see, like, there's some problems with them. Let's let's try. Anyway, now there's like eight different Jira tickets, so like trouble tickets on completely different things, like just across. Like, oh well, like one run I ran the crawler over those like all the pages that were in the site map to see what they found and and this and that. You know, I just said screaming frog good. I'm like, oh well, like that's weird. And then you follow your nose down that, and just this like poor developers like I just asked you about site maps, buddy. Like, what what are you doing to me here? Um, <laughs> You know, you gotta write, you gotta stay right back to the dude. What else are you gonna be doing on a Wednesday morning? You're getting paid <laughs> by the hour, right? He's like so many things, so many things. <laughs> like I feel sorry for developers like that, where it's like it's a very like it happens to be a very, very good one. And I'm like, oh, but like, right, you've also got an entire organization going, and we also need you working on the site. Like there you are building new things. <laughs> feeling bad for being the bearer of bad news that you yourself didn't create. Yes, exactly. Hey, I'm uh, sorry, I noticed that your basement's flooding, but uh, dude, your basement's flooding. Yeah, well, and I hit one of the spots, and SEOs, you will all sympathize. I'll just like talk about a, a, a scenario. We had two major projects that, that came up on, on the call, um, and I had that, unfortunately, he's like, which one? Like, Because I am going to be away next week. He's like, which one? I'll probably be able to get one completely done by the time you're back. So, okay, I get to pick one of these two projects, and I had to pick the one that involves us not losing the other one stands to have big gains, but I'm like, my first job is to do no harm. My yep. second job is to protect you from losing. My second job is to grow. And I'm like, this one might never lose traffic. It might though. So we now need to deal with your pre-rendering system in this way, get it producing this. And, and then we can have exactly what we have now, <laughs> but in a safer way. Uh, so it's a, it's an, like SEO wise. I'm like, Oh, that, that sucks. So I'm basically going to be going two weeks of your time just to do, to get no gain, but to not lose down the road. It's like an infrastructure upgrade. You know, that bridge yeah. is going to fall apart. You just don't know when it's going to fall apart. So let's fix it. And you yeah. can keep using it as a bridge, but you know, it won't fall apart. It, indeed. Well, and it all rooted from a story with, which was a, a news thing that, that we got, so, okay, I'll just segue us on, on that way that we talked about last week um, mm -hmm. that I wanted to talk about a little bit more this week because new little bits and pieces have come up on, on the same story. Um, I had mentioned last week we have, were having serious problems with pre-rendering and mm -hmm. JavaScript and the, the system overwriting the, the pages. Um, I found it very interesting that um, within two days of that, now I had forwarded some stuff to John who, who had given me permission to do that. I don't just like do that out of the blue. So you can forward some stuff to me and I'll, I'll have our engineers look into it. If it is a real issue, it never gets back to me when I do that. But within 24 hours, Gary had posted onto Reddit going, basically, if you're seeing spikes in your crawl metrics or something like that, please let us like, let me know, send them a, a message to let them know. That was and then you? On, 
no, that wasn't me who actually posted it, but clearly they're hitting other issues. And then on the 16th, they added in, in the United States, the ability to post through search console indexing issues, a feature yeah, that yeah. had been in beta, but then all of a sudden they launched that. I'm like, oh, okay. It, it wasn't just me. Like it hit the fan on a bigger scale because to put out two very significant things related to indexing right after I had this big issue it clearly did. It does seem to have resolved with one of the two clients. We weren't able to adjust their pre-rendering system, but after I'd forwarded it to John, I'm like, just hold. We like, I think it'll, it may just get fixed. Um, they did lose a couple pages and they're back. So. Wow. You know what I just heard? Hey listeners, if you've got a problem with the web, talk to Dave, he'll get it worked out for you. (laughs) That's what I just heard. Well, (laughs) if the mechanics of Google are breaking, um, John will listen. But only if it's the mechanics of Google that are breaking and not just your site. I think it was that I was coming in going, okay, this is happening on two sites, two completely core same. They're both JavaScript builds, but two completely different pre-rendering systems. This is what I think is happening. Yeah. And, and I can send you like basically additional, like, well, clearly I would send them details. I wasn't able to send them on one because the developer was able to fix the problem. But the one that we, because it was a custom pre-rendering system on the one with the sort of pre-packaged Google recommended pre-rendering system, we don't have that leniency. Um, and so I was able to go, you can see the problem here. So I hope that contributed to to the fix. Um, but even if not, it, it does appear as of now that it, it is working. However, I, I'm guesstimating, and this sort of my important takeaway, and I have chatted with both developers about this already, is they're going to try this again. I think I know what they were doing from what went wrong, and it's that they're trying to bypass pre-rendering, is is what it looks like. I I may be wrong, but it looks like they're trying to bypass pre-rendering to actually index what is rendered, which makes perfect sense. I would love that. It means I can turn off pre-rendering. We don't need it anymore, right? It would be ideal, because what was happening was they were loading the pre-rendered and then trying to put the JavaScript on top of it, emptying out the content and then trying to run the JavaScript within it, but it was timing out and then we were getting empty, an empty area. But that was what appeared to be going on. If that happens, they'll try it again. So stay tuned. Um, but if that if they do do it successfully next time, I'll be quite happy um, that all of a sudden, okay, we don't need pre-rendering anymore. We don't need this front-end system that potentially can break like any like piece of duct tape on a complex system is just a piece of duct tape that can peel off. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I've had pre-rendering engines fail with no notices. And you're just like, well, the notice was when all of a sudden the index page is tanked. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that's a problem. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so stay tuned. There will undoubtedly be more to this story. Um, and, uh, and I, I'm hoping that next time though, it'll just be a happy tale of I've tested it and we can turn off pre-rendering now. Okay. Just to uh, reiterate, um, don't write Dave, if you have a problem with the way these <laughs> functions, I made that up. Um, but you were probably, you did probably, uh, uh, you were probably indicative of thousands of other webmasters who, uh, I've been writing to people at Google, not necessarily Gary or uh, 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 John, but um, about, about a similar problem. So um, action got taken. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. Do you, you know, I think a lot of us are using Facebook less now than we were previously. It's, um doesn't feel as like it's as compelling or as um, uh, uh, necessary an environment. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of the way the news feeds have changed. And uh, Facebook has issued its very first ever what you see on your news feed content report um, to try to uh, you know, give people a, an indication of, uh, of why things come up and, and what things are coming up. And um, what did... What would you think a successful post would look like? Like one that's going to get a lot of engagement. You know, it's it's definitely one where results may vary. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if I, like in, in my case, for example, I think if I say something incredibly left-leaning and tag Jeremy Knopf, that post will get a lot of engagement. indeed um you know just because i'd be like poking at him um but um 
Yeah, I mean, one's like when, when we deal with it at, at, a, at a brand, uh, a global sort of brand standpoint, um, it, it's ones with that move um, tend, tend to do better. From my experience, I would actually, if I was like actually like gearing myself, because it's not my area, if I was gearing myself to that, I would actually, and she's not in the room right now, just turn to the person on my left to go, Mary, what, what works? Um, because she actually studies that regularly and I, I don't, but I've seen some of the, the posts that do tend to work well, like as our top performers and a lot of them have motion. Well, let me, let me help you surprise her at dinner tonight with your, with your knowledge and your, uh, your erudite attitude about Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got, I got to help you out here. I got to do a song. The posts that tend to perform the best, believe it or not, don't have movement, don't have images. They're not videos. They're stupid questions. Do you believe that mm-hmm. spaghetti should have sugar in it or not? Do you think that you should wash your grapes before eating them? Mm. Of course you should. And people want to re- want to reply to show how intelligent they are, how smart they are. Um, it depends on the uh, freshness of the tomatoes is, uh, is, is a common answer about the spaghetti question. Um, you know, people, people, anything that makes your audience um, gives it an opportunity to tell you how smart it is, it's going to get a more engagement than anything else you could imagine. You know, that makes sense. And um, I, I follow um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the actor, but also created Hit Record, which is just like a collaborative mm-hmm. thing among, yeah, people who, like, I'm not a, a producer of anything, but he's constantly posting out, describe X, like, describe your best date in four yeah. words only. Create these stories. And I'm like, right, it's simple, it's easy, and it's asking my opinion on something, and I'm going to hope that people like it and I can pat myself on the back for something, which is exactly like those like those. And, and you look at the engagement that the, these things are getting, like tens, hundreds of thousands of likes and um, tens of thousands of comments. Like people yeah. want to – I think people want the social media world to be simpler yeah. and less confrontational, and it, these things are – getting people moving. Um, you know, it, it's one of the interesting things. I hit that yesterday and I was having that conversation with um, with Mary and it was, um, I had hit the, and we've all probably seen it. It's that picture of like that island in the middle of nowhere with like just a house. And it's like one year, all the food you want, what one thing do you bring <laughs> with you, right? But I actually started scrolling it just to see answers and Brandy had, had posted something, you know, your, your friend and mine and mm-hmm. friend of certainly friend of, of Webmaster Radio. Uh, <laughs> um, and anyway, I was just sort of like scrolling through to see. And then I thought for a second, oh, it's kind of like a waste of time. And then I was like, no, arguing about some useless political thing with somebody whose mind I won't change and who won't change mine. And neither of us are just going to improve each other's lives at all is actually a waste of time just like melting my brain because I need to melt my brain between jobs. That's a fine thing to do. And seeing what Brandy would bring with her to this Island, (laughs) you know, is, is a fine thing. And, and other people I know. So I I get it. I, and that's to your point. I think people are just like social media is not what it used to be. It's not what I came here for. Um, And so those sorts of things just make you go, yeah, I am here to debate sugar in, in pasta sauce. Like that's, that's the exact thing that I'm here to do. (laughs) You know what? This as trivial as it may sound, knowing how to make a good pasta sauce will seriously improve your life. It could. <laughs> it will. It'll, and if, hey, if, if, if you're young and in college, trust me, it'll improve <laughs> your life. <laughs> okay, so the report itself doesn't go into a huge amount of detail. It doesn't give great stats. It only gives like 20 or 30 different examples um, when it talks about the top websites or the top uh, pages, top domains or top topics. When you think about when you think about like who Facebook is and that they have like a, what, like a quarter to a third of the world population has a Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. You think that Facebook would give us thousands of URLs to compare against each other to get real data out of how people are using them. Mm-hmm. But they're only giving 20 or 30. But it's the very first and only time ever that Facebook's given this much uh, of, a, of a glance under the hood. You you can access anyone can access this report. It's what is totally available at Facebook um, Facebook's uh, uh, news center. Um, but the truth is, you're going to read it real closely and get 
nice trivial information you could use at a dinner table, but not a lot you can use in the boardroom. Right. Um, well, yeah, we probably should do a second break this week. Studio would like to remind us that we do have obligations to uh, the people who pay for all this stuff, and we want to keep them. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Vsock Internet <laughs> Marketing, this is Jim Edgman, Digital Always Media, and you are listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 19th of August, 2021. Stick around. We've got more coming up after these messages. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Webcology takes you along the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Armies Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and uh, we're rounding up the show. We've got about 10, maybe 15 minutes left. And uh, a piece went up in uh, a search engine journal um, yesterday. I think it's like, it one of those fun pieces, Cory Morris, one of those things that you, yeah. you know, good summertime reading also. Quite possibly something that's you know might be important for some of our careers. Um, did you see the piece? 15, uh, 15 areas of knowledge that webmasters need to need to know to be good SEOs. Yeah, and you know what? I I I, I saw the title come through on my feed, and I was like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> just just naturally, I'm like, oh no. Then I I went to, to actually read it because I I do think titles can be misleading, and I, there was actually some some pretty. It's some pretty good, solid advice on how to run. Like some pieces don't apply to everybody and that's, that's totally good. Right. But it, it was a good, like sort of broad brush stroke because what he did that a lot of people don't was didn't try and pretend that he's about to answer completely how to do all of these 15 things. It was like, here it is. Here's why it's important. Here's actually a document on fully how to understand that. <laughs> like how to, how to do, you know, local SEO or, or, or what's involved with understanding how search engines work and stuff. So I, I appreciated the approach um, that Corey took and it is a, it's, it's a, it's a solid, a solid piece. I, I liked it. Yeah. So it's important to remember, this is 15 areas of knowledge. Corey never said how big the area might be, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like 15 things you got to know. Um, this is 15 nation states you might want to explore sometime maybe in that gap year between high school and college um and uh there's a whole bunch of little regions inside each of these nation states for instance understanding how search engine works um is actually as you and i uh well know kind of complicated um Uh, uh, and, and it's not just how a search engine works. I've got a client who's remarkably interested in uh, the traffic Baidu is bringing them. So I have to learn how Baidu works. I've also got a, you know, a, a client who um, operates primarily in Australia. That gives me a whole different, uh, Google Australia is slightly different than, uh, than, than Google US. Um, so you got to learn how search engines work. And, you know, a lot of it is research, analytics, tracking. Um, one of the areas is technical SEO. <laughs> That's kind of like Russia. <laughs> Exploring Russia. That might take a while. Um, but it's a great piece. Um, it will ignite the debate. Do you need to know HTML to be an, H, uh, an SEO? I think you kind of do yeah, okay i'm like don't i don't know do. if i should answer this but i i i think you do um but you're right it, it is a, a worthy debate because it depends on what side of the of seo you're on right like it, it, it really indeed you know what if you're running an seo agency you don't necessarily need to know html you need to know how to run an agency um right. 
but you need to have somebody around you who does know HTML just in case you need to, you know, actually mess with code or read, you know, read code. Right. And if you're Um, an SEO copywriter at that agency, you probably don't need to know HTML. You need to know how to write copy that search engines will like and pass it off to the person to put onto the site, right? Or or the editors or whatnot. So, um, that's quite right. Well, you know what? I have no like. Right now, I get so much value as an SEO. Honestly, just reading through code and seeing how things are lined up in the code and what's going to fire first and all that sort of stuff. I know there's tools that do that for you, but don't don't you don't. I feel unsatisfied if I don't do view source. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I usually go do the like go into the dev tools, same thing, right? Like I'm just looking for, at the, for the DOM, right? And go like, okay, I need to like find this in the source. There it is. I've laid eyes on it. I know how Googlebot's seeing it, or I've looked at the cache and then I view the source of the cache in Google, right? Like just put your eyes on how things actually are. Um, so you know, there's and, a, a lot more in that report, uh, stuff like, you know, local search, link building, eat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Read the article. And then kick back and get ready to explore 15 large areas you need to know to be a good SEO. Um, we got some housekeeping stuff we should do really quickly. Um, two uh, 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 security things. Uh, WordFence reported a vulnerability in SEO in the SEO Press plugin for WordPress. Um, so if you are running SEO Press, the problem has been fixed. But update your update your plugin. WordFence uh, alerted SEO Press before publishing the, uh, the the exploit itself. Adobe has issued a staggering 33 security enhancements to fix known cracks in Magento 2. Why Magento 2? Because Magento 1 needed it to Magento 2. That's why. Um, Anyway, Magento 2 is actually pretty excellent, but there's uh, some serious cracks. If you are running the commercial version 2.4.2, 2.4.2p1, or 2.37 and earlier, uh, update uh, immediately. Similarly, if you're running open source versions uh, 2.4.2p1 or 2.3.7 and earlier, update. Because if you don't, you're um, uh, going to get... Uh, um, you're going to get eaten by a Gru or something. Something bad will happen to you. <laughs> um, we are going into like eight minutes down. Um, what is happening in the uh, in the paid world? Um, well, there is a new uh, new label, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a, a great label. Political ads um are, are, are going to be getting a label and here's what i love about it is it's 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 nicely transparent um and it is a paid for by label so not only do you see what is a a paid ad um but specifically who is supporting specific um you know candidates and stuff like you see external agencies buying ads they have that happens all the time right like whether it's you know I won't list them because I'm not going to get political on like my guesses at who would buy what. But, um, you know, I, I think any transparency, especially in political political ads, is is important. Um, and, and that goes like literally on, on both sides. Like I'm not being biased there. I'm like, I don't no, no, care indeed, what indeed. side. Well, I guess and in Canada, we have an election coming up with like all five sides, um, you know. <laughs> So, um, but, you know, every, I think having that transparency is important. It's probably the biggest thing that I I was sort of like ecstatic about um, in paid other than hitting some, some little, little headaches with some stuff. Um, I will have some big news, hopefully in the next, well, it won't be next week, um, but week after next, um, I've had one of our clients um, added to a beta test of a brand new um, bidding structure and campaign structure. Uh, oh, really? for, for, for a campaign and they're going to let us um, give it a go uh, with one of them. So of course I'm like wanting to be one of the first. I'm like, yes, heck yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be in there and, and give it a try. So, um, so yeah, hopefully I'll be able to do some, some reporting on that. 
um, as soon as that comes, uh, as soon as we get that the ball rolling, I have my call tomorrow to actually like get like we've been whitelisted to to actually get the campaigns uh, capabilities turned on. So um, I look forward to reporting on that in a couple of weeks when I'm back. Congratulations! That's that's that that is very very interesting, especially if um, you can you can report on uh, and help people figure out new new bid methods that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't say anything ahead of time, I know, but can you drop us a hint? Is this going to make it? Is this going to even things out for advertisers a bit? Um, ish, yes. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny. It I, I actually um, two years ago, the last conference that I attended um, was SMX in San Jose, um, and and I volunteered. Google was was asking people to do interviews um, on on some specific things. This is almost exactly what they were. With, sort of drawing in or at least what i what i perceive of it just based on what little information um i i know at this point where they were like here's a description do you want to join this 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 beta and, and get this lit up um it, it seems like it has a lot to do with that i wasn't a big fan of it but i'm i'm getting much more able to appreciate some of the skills google has and some of the work that they can take off of me as far as bid management and and sort of those sorts of things i have become a little more comfortable with them not in a set it and forget it um as far as the leveling goes i think it just changes where the battleground is so which, which they've been moving steadily towards where the battleground is moving away from i can like glue myself to my screen and adjust my like change my bid adjustments and like make sure I'm moving the 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 budgets from this campaign to that campaign at this time and turn things it's moving us away from that because machines can do that really really well um, and moving it towards Dave can create ad copy okay I can't but <laughs> humans can create ad copy that is going to be better and then we can set it in to to sort of like let the system deal with it and then make the adjustments as to when it's time to test new ad copy and stuff. So I think it's moving the battleground, not from the people who just technically or, or have the budget to have somebody sitting there going, oh, okay, like change the bid adjustment to plus 3% for this like minor demographic because we're operating as Amazon on such a big scale. We can see that over this category that works better. It moves it away from that and on to a who can create the best copy. Right. Who, who can create the most compelling images, who can create the best environment and then the best environment on their site to improve that quality score um, and, and, and basically get the, the best um, cost per acquisition rate. So it, it's not that it is taking it away to level the playing field. It's just moving where the goalposts are. Um, but I think that people with lower budgets, but high skills in understanding users um, will be rewarded. If I'm understanding it correctly, but I'll report on that when uh, when we get there. Google's treating the, uh, the 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 paid ad posts a lot like organic people, like organic SEOs, aren't they? Yeah, you know, they, keywords they, like you know, uh, make it about writing a good copy and uh, good landing pages, great environment, good user experience. You're off to the races. They are. I mean, we do hit some problems where they're not giving us. The, they are taking away controls, and it's like. Oh, I could do so much better, but you're not letting me do better um, because you're not letting me block this out in this type of campaign or whatnot. Smart campaigns are kind of a nightmare for that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, but the CPAs are still decent. So I guess I'll leave it and I'll just let Google give me my money. But the CPAs could be rocking if you would just let me block YouTube, right? <laughs> Whatever that I'm trying to do. But um, Okay, we have one last piece we can get to. We've got about two minutes left before we got to go. And I, I, I got to mention this piece because it's a SEO must read, which we really should have gotten earlier. Jenny Indigo's piece uh, that was published oh. yesterday in a Search Engine Journal, the Technical SEO Guide to Lighthouse Performance Metrics. Yeah. If you're um, concerned about Core Web Vitals and you ought to be, um, Google's very concerned about them, you need to learn to use Lighthouse because yeah. that's the primary environment. That's pretty much the same testing environment Google's using. Um, and uh, you want to read this piece by Jamie Indigo? She, uh, she, it's a long piece. So, you know, get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and budget some time, but it's well worth the read. Yeah, I shared it out on Twitter as a required reading. Um, it's really good. One of the big tips that I, it took me a while to like figure it out because I was just like plodding along and didn't read the documentation, um, you know, for everything. I've now read a bunch of stuff on uh, on Lighthouse, but is go into incognito when you're going to be running it. Um, and I, I, I missed that. And it's like, but I couldn't understand why like page speed when I used the tool was different than my Lighthouse. And it's like, right, because you got like 85 extensions running. 
and all of them are plugging things up. Yep. Um, so going to incognito, but that's there's a lot more to that article than that one little gem, but that's just a sample of like sort of like little things that you could save yourself a lot of the headaches I had. Isn't it funny when you're trying to make things faster for Google and you find out that your worst foe is Google itself? Yeah. Like Chrome or something? Yeah. Okay, on that, we got to go. We have gone all the way around the clock and it's uh, top of the hour now. So friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR. We were recorded live to podcast on the 19th of August, 2021. Dave's not going to be here next week. You guys will be. And in both cases, summer will almost be gone. So get out there and enjoy yourselves. Rank well, stay safe. Uh, remember, COVID is like real. Mask up. The Delta variant is ripping through uh, vaccinated and unvaccinated populations. Um, it's seriously debilitating the unvaccinated ones, um, and it's making people who are vaccinated sick too. Mask up, social distance, stay safe, get our society back. We're going to beat COVID, but we got to do it together. Anyway, we're gone. We'll talk to you next week. Be well. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.